Good afternoon. I'm holding pretty good to the promise I made to uh, have an informal chat at least once a month to talk about the issues that are facing our nation and the world. And it was almost a month ago that I did the first one of those, so today is great to be back to discuss those uh, issues and topics today. This morning, the unemployment numbers uh, were released for the latest numbers were released, and what they show, there, there's improvement in our unemployment numbers. Uh, this report, this, this, late, this report for this last week shows 793,000 Americans apply for unemployment. That's down 19,000 from the previous week. Now, that's improvement, but we still have a long ways to go. Uh, and like I've said time and time again, the key to lowering this number of unemployment is to reopen our economy. We must reopen our economy. We, we honestly do not have a choice. And I'm not saying to do it recklessly. I've, I've said that time and time and time again. Let's do it in a controlled fashion. It's been almost a year since the pandemic first reached our shores and we shut our nation down. We did what we had to do at the time. We did what we had to do at the time because there was an unknown there. There's still a lot of unknowns, but now that we have a vaccine that it's being distributed through our nation, there's a whole lot more known about COVID than there was this time last year. And like I said, vaccines are are being distributed throughout our nation. Um, the NFL, the National Football League, has authorized the use of all its 32 stadiums as mega uh, vaccination locations. And this is great. This is great news. This will help. Uh, this will help to have 32 locations uh, in each NFL city. I know in my home state of Texas, you've got uh, uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas and then also uh the stadium down in Houston, and both of those stadiums can actually uh, handle a tremendous amount of people. So I think it'd be a great, a great move. And I'm sure the administration, I definitely appreciate the NFL uh, coming forth with this program. I'm sure the administration does as well. This will help. Now, the key to us reaching what is called herd immunity, and that's basically where a majority of us I would say have had it and are immune to it. Uh, That milestone will be reached when we get everyone vaccinated. And once we reach that point, we can safely reopen all of our economy and get back as close as we can. We can get back to the way we were almost a year ago. We do this. We, we 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 reopen our economy. America goes back to work. Two things that that need to be uh, addressed by the administration, and these two things were actually done on inauguration day. We must reverse the decisions that were made on inauguration day. One was to uh, stop construction of the Keystone Pipeline. Secondly. 
we need to continue uh, the border wall construction. Not only does the Keystone Pipeline, or these two projects, Keystone Pipeline bring oil to uh, our nation and bring it down to Texas through our country, uh, that, that project brings thousands of jobs. Think about it. The very day that the new administration was sworn into office and a pen was put to paper, thousands of people lost their jobs. And it's been said by numerous people in the administration, it was said, oh, these guys could go out and get other work. The blue-collar worker, I'm not saying they're not capable of working in like an office environment, but they're more adept, they're more trained to work in an outdoor environment. These guys, the blue-collar workers, are what makes America great. And to tell them, just go off and find another job, that's easier said than done. Um, one of the solutions were to, oh, they can go uh, build solar panels. The only problem is our solar panels are built in China. And so you'd have to go to China to actually build our solar panels. So we got to stop the job loss. On our wall, and I mentioned this just a couple of nights ago, not only are, are not only is there a job loss uh, involved with shutting down the construction of the border wall, but you also uh, are on the line as far as contracts that have been signed, materials that have been uh, manufactured and can't be returned that are sitting down at the border. These are things that already have been put in place. Uh, I believe it was close to over close to 400 miles of wall has already been constructed, and so to say we're just going to shut it down is it's care. I mean, it's it's not right. Um, and you also look at the security part of this. Uh, we've got to do better on the border on vetting who comes in this country. Uh, there were some reports saying that. Over a hundred uh, known terrorists have actually entered this country, uh, per reports, that's what they were saying, um, and that Border Patrol has now been told that they can't turn back criminals from entering our country. This must stop. We have to have control of our border this has got to stop. Now, the the agenda for the left um, basically is to spin, 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 and spin. We cannot afford, our nation cannot afford the programs they are proposing with the economy closed down the way it is. They are proposing a $15 an hour minimum wage phase in over four years. Where are we going to get the money from that to, to, to fund that program? We cannot afford that right now. And not only that, and like I've said, I've said this on numerous occasions, and I'll say it again here today, a minimum wage job 
was never meant to be a living wage. A minimum wage job was intended for a person entering the workforce to get situated, to get settled, and then advance on. We have, we have over the course of the past few years, turned minimum wage jobs into uh, full-time jobs and make it a livable wage job, and it's simply not designed for that. On the other front, on a $15 an hour minimum wage, you're going to have companies that are going to be forced to let workers go. And the competition to get a minimum wage job is going to be extremely, uh, com it's going to be very competitive. Just think about the person flipping burgers or, or uh, cooking french fries. The competition for that job, just to have that job working at a burger restaurant would would be stricter, would be more competitive than it would be to work for a Fortune 500 company. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. And I've said this time and time again. The key to getting away from the minimum wage jobs are education. To get a full education and there, I know there's people out there saying, well, I can't afford an education. And I understand that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I understand that, you, that, that the education is expensive. But there's also scholarship programs available uh, through several endowments. Through several, uh, several endowments actually do offer scholarships. And they're out there for the taking. So it's up to, it's up to us, the American people, to make that move. It's up to us, the American people, to want something better in our lives. And we can do that. There's nothing this country cannot do without a little hard work and dedication. And I'm just asking for us to, to actually pull together as a country and let's, let's get back to work. Let's get back to work. Um, when it comes to our nation's schools, that is definitely an issue. Again, we need to reopen these schools, but do it in a controlled manner. Uh, several, several private schools uh, throughout our country has, have, have already opened and uh, have had some success with, with the opening. Uh, statistics have shown us that uh, online learning does not work. The administration is proposing um, that we go to one day a week um, in-person learning. We cannot afford to do that. We owe that we owe more to the youth of this nation. We got we have to realize that the school children that are in school throughout this country today, be it from grade school all the way up to high school and even to college, that's our future. And the more prepared they are to take on the jobs of the 21st century, the better off this country will be.
The future, you know, like I said, the future of our nation is actually in the classroom of this nation. For us to continue what I've called many times the American journey, we must reopen our schools in a safe manner. Uh, even hearing this morning uh, reports of, of there being uh, uh, situations with mental illness, that should never that should never be an issue. That should that should be a prop that shouldn't be a problem uh, facing our school children. Our school children want to learn. They want to do better, and it's up to us to provide the resources safely for them to to do that. Now, on the international front, uh, I'm very encouraged by the administration, the sanctions that they imposed this week uh, to uh, Myanmar. Uh, it, it does show the world uh, that a military junta will not stand and democracy will it will flourish. Um, there must be an end to this. Uh, there must be a return to democracy and I'm encouraging the leaders of uh, my mark to actually or to actually um, return the power to the duly elected uh, democratic rulers and uh, let's get democracy reinstored restore it to that nation. I think there's been a lot that's happened over the last month. Good things and bad. And I think we, st we, we still have a ways to go. But I think we are making progress, be it slowly, we're making progress down that road on this road that I call the American journey. Um, it's I've said this many times before. The American journey, it it's going to have its uh, celebrations. It's going to have its setbacks. It's going to have its trials and tribulations. That's what the American journey is. And so if we just do the things that need to get done to reopen this country, to get America back to work, to get our kids educated, we can ensure that the American journey will continue and be there for the next generation. Thank you all very much for listening, and everybody have a great day.